got some tomato sauce on your face, babe. Okay, you know what? This is an audio medium. People don't need to know what my face looks like. Saucy. Welcome to Basic Cable. I'm your host, Carly, and I may or may not have tomato sauce on my face at this moment. Hey now, I'm Lucas, and I don't have a witty intro this week. Yeah, I wanted the witty intro this week, and we also don't have any references because we are not talking about any shows we watched this week because we're keeping it short, we're keeping it snappy, with a breakdown of our thoughts of the Ringer's 100 best television episodes of this century list. We certainly are. Hey everyone, Carly here. I am just breaking in to let you know that this discussion of the 100 best TV episodes of the 21st century will include spoilers about these shows. All right, have fun listening. What did you think of the list itself in terms of kind of a feat of production? Fantastic achievement. I may or may not agree with most or any of these picks, which I I do, but the journalistic achievement of compiling such a list and putting it in such a interesting and digestible format is a fantastic coup for the ringer so good for you guys now the way the list works is that it's one episode per show so i guess it's not really an accurate reflection of the 100 best episodes of the century because you could only pick one Right. So So a lot of shows are just kind of in there because someone said this was my favorite episode. Right. And and it's either a bug or a feature, depending on how you look at it. If you look at it as a feature, it provides a wider variety of different shows that can appear on the list. If you look at it as a bug, then you have to acknowledge that there are shows that should have multiple episodes represented on this list. Therefore, some of the shows that are on this list should not be represented. So uh, essentially, this list is the best episodes of 100 different shows rather than the 100 best episodes between 2000 and 2018. Because you have to acknowledge that there are shows that have multiple episodes that deserve to be on this list. However, I understand the way that this list was formatted, and it makes sense. So this list is a lot to take in, and it's even hard to kind of remember where things landed on the list, unless you look at it a few times. But after the first time I looked at it, it it occurred to me, I didn't see Friends on the list. Friends ran from 1994 to 2004, so there were eligible episodes to choose from, and I do understand that seasons 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10 are not regarded as the best seasons of Friends. But I was shocked. An Emmy-winning series with an Emmy-winning best actress, Emmy-winning supporting actress, not one episode made the list. They Did- could have picked the one where Reese Witherspoon guest stars as Rachel's sister, which is hilarious. The apothecary table, the proposal. I, I just couldn't believe that no one, like, stand for Friends. I mean, it's especially surprising given that we know the Ringer's staff makeup is a lot of people that probably, like yourself, have binge-watched Friends many, many times. And I know it's not... I wouldn't make it a top 10 or even a top 20 pick. It probably falls somewhere 
in the 100 to 60 range for me. But I, I was just shocked. Shows like Futurama made it, but not Friends. What's that about? I think you, Futurama was a super important show for people that are my age that were kids when The Simpsons was on and then became adults in Futurama. Because Futurama, a lot like Family Guy, neither of which I'm a huge fan of, had multiple runs because fans wanted them to come back. The, Futurama has a, a dedicated fan base. I'm not going to... I'm not going to, you know, advocate for it because I'm not myself a fan of it, but I understand it because I knew a lot of guys my age that love that show. I that I, that was just like a really big shock to me. Um, I know it's one of those shows that was half in the 20th century, half in the 21st, but it still had some decent episodes to put on this list. Sure. Another one of those shows that sort of straddled the line that I think they may have had a tough time with was Freaks and Geeks, which is one of my all-time favorite shows. However, the early episodes, which were some of the best of the entire run, you know, you had your Tests and Breasts, which was the fantastic episode with um, James Franco sort of breaking down in hysterical laughter when he's caught cheating. But all of those aired in 1999 in the fall and, and winter and then uh there were about three or four episodes that ran in early 2000 that ultimately they chose one of the ones that ran early 2000 which was dead dogs and gym teachers and i'm i guess i'm just glad that they included it but that's an interesting one where the majority of the show ran in 1999 and i would imagine if it had been three months later they probably would have picked a different episode Lucas, how many episodes of these 100 had you seen? I counted roughly 60. Okay, I was at 43. And I don't I don't really watch a wide variety of television. I watch a lot of the same television over and over and over. Yeah. So I feel like that kind of helps me have like more of a defense for the picks I do have because I've seen all the episodes multiple times. Whereas if I'd just seen all these shows once, I wouldn't have as strong a feeling about some of the picks. Sure, and... and- you know, you may not remember have, having seen some of them, given that you were nine years old when a lot of, when some of these early ones ran. Well, like I rem- I remember watching ER, right? That episode, the Somewhere Over the Rainbow cover. I didn't really get it at the time. Like my mom had to explain to me that Doctor Green was dead. <laughs> How'd that go over in the Carly household? You know, I was I was distraught. But it was 10 o'clock, I heard my dad coming up the stairs, and I was not allowed to watch 10 o'clock television, so I had to scamper to my room and just grieve on my own. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm sure a lot of kids like know what I'm talking about. Like One parent lets you stay up late to watch TV, the other doesn't, but the other one didn't know, so I would just run away. <laughs> I wouldn't know, because I come from a broken home. <laughs> Day. All right, this isn't like a therapy show. You just work that out on your own time. Will do. This is news to me. Um, <laughs> Wait, you thought my parents were still together? This has been a weird relationship where we don't share very much with each other. We don't talk much. Yeah, it's not good for the pod if we don't if we talk all the time. It's fair. So, some other ones I don't agree with. The Office. They picked Dinner Party, which is like a laugh out loud hilarious episode. But I don't think is as iconic an episode as like the injury when Michael cooks his foot on the George Foreman grill and Dwight gets a concussion, crashing his car in the parking lot. Parks and Rec, they picked the series finale, which I really 
honestly, I just I hated that final season of Parks and Rec where it was set in 2018. Did you hate it? Or did you like it more or less than the first season? I think I liked it less because I think it just relied so much on this type of humor where it's like, oh, we're in the future, so we have no rules. We can say that Ariana Grande is now Secretary of Defense, and we can say that I don't, I don't like it. Yeah, it, it, that was not really... It's lazy in comedy. The, but it also wasn't really in the spirit of like the the way that the comedy in that show worked. Well, yeah, it wasn't they, absurd. They had a- it, was, it was sort of absurd, but it wasn't like alternate reality absurdism. I wanted to pick a nit with their pick for The Sopranos, which... Well, I, wanna, I just want to say, I would have picked anything from season four. The debate is hilarious with Paul Rudd. Any of the episodes with Paul Rudd are funny. Yeah. Um, or Harvest Festival when she pulls off the big... The big harvest festival to save the parks department. Well, initially, I wanted to pick some nits. I wanted to pick a nit with their pick of Pine Barrens to represent the Sopranos. So while I agree that Pine Barrens may be my favorite episode of the Sopranos, it's not representative really at all as to what Sopranos the TV show is because it's essentially a bottle episode with Chrissy and Polly with very little. Tony, absolutely no Dr. Melfi as far as I can remember, uh, no Carmella. But I went back and looked, and my my pick would have been College, which I think was the third episode of the first season, which is the one where Tony takes Meadow to uh, on college tours. Meadow asks him if he's in the mafia. It's the perfect sort of represent, representation of what that show aimed to be in that it was a look at families in suburbia in the late 90s, early 2000s. But I I discovered that that episode actually aired in 1999. So given that, as many great episodes as there were that aired after 2000, I tend to agree that Pine Barrens is probably the best. So I I can't really quibble that much with the pick. What about some of your uh, nonfiction television picks? I was surprised that they chose... uh, at 91, the American Idol episode that they, that they chose. And I, I, I'm glad that they chose American Idol because of how revolutionary that show was for competition reality television. However, I don't remember what American Idol Gives Back was. It was like a like a live fundraising episode. So it was like, the, the lines are open, call now, like yeah. donate. It, yeah, I didn't watch it. I, yeah. They, I think I stopped watching American Idol around 2005. But you couldn't have picked the episode where Kelly Clarkson, the, the biggest star from the show, wins? Or even something goofy like when, you know, William Hung sings She Bangs? Well, even season two when Ruben and Claire in the finale, that was like kind of a contested finale because Ryan Seacrest said the margin was 130 votes. Then he said it was 1,300 votes. And then it was like, no, it was 100,000. Or you could pick the episode where Jennifer Hudson got eliminated at... The top six stage. Yeah, there there were a bunch. I wasn't quite sure what what they were thinking with some telethon Jerry's kids type episode. Also, I know you were happy to see Jeopardy on the list. So excited! I mean, I love Jeopardy, but the teen tournament we never watch because the questions are too easy. Yeah, and the kids suck. Ken Jennings. You could have picked any one of his wins. You could have picked his loss. You could have picked. The most recent Tournament of Champions, where Buzzy comes from zero on day one to win it on day two. You could have picked three seconds of Austin Rogers doing his hilarious shtick, and I would have liked it better. Another reality misfire 
They picked the Ari season fan or Ari after the rose where he proposes to Lauren after having brutally dumped Becca. I think they should have picked when Caitlin has sex with Nick on her season. Yeah, they seem to pick the episode that represents the show in decline rather than sort of the high water mark of the show. Caitlin's season was like peak Bachelorette. There's not yeah. been a better cast on the men or women's side since. She just had like a a lot of great guys on her well, season. And she blew up the the format of the show with that move that she did by yeah, typically up with Nick. Because she slept with Nick when she had six dudes left, they made her immediately eliminate three. They skipped hometowns, which they've like never done in the modern history of the show. Did fantasy suites in Ireland. They stayed there for like three weeks. Sean and Nick met Caitlin's parents in a resort in Utah. Yeah. And then they did the final rose ceremony back at the L.A. mansion. Yeah. Which that is some sh- broke-ass shit. Yeah, when she hooked up with Nick, it blew the show up. And that should have been the number one episode. Nick likes to say he broke the show. Caitlin, right. broke, Caitlin broke the well, show. Sure, okay. Caitlin okay. was the lead. She had to take a lot of heat for what she did with Nick. She broke the show. One I disagreed with was the challenge pick where Johnny Bananas takes the money from Sarah. I did not disagree with that. I think that deserves to be on this list. It was a earth-shattering moment in which we saw a reality TV competition contestant literally snatch hundreds of thousands of dollars away from another very likable reality TV show competition. What about when CT beats up Adam and they're all in onesies? That was hilarious too. Yes, it chased him around the pool, and just, or the he chased him on the driveway, or the uh, bananas backpack episode. But these were just moments. That was that episode and everything that led up to it. Given that the the way that they formatted the season and the finale, where you could snatch somebody's money away, was a stroke of genius, and it worked out perfectly. All right, you you've changed my mind. I I no longer think that was a bad pick. Um, the real world was left off the list completely. Yeah, that's that's one of my snubs. It's not my biggest, but it's, I think, probably my, my second biggest. If you're going to include the challenge, you have to include the real world. Well, I mean, if you're going to include team tournament, you have to include regular Jeopardy. Yeah, same, so same rules apply, I think. What were some other... What was your biggest snub if real world was your second? the bi- I cannot believe they left us off the list. They didn't have any episode from The Shield. Which is usually included in the short list of these prestige cable dramas that we talk about. I mean, obviously, the pantheon is Wire, Sopranos, Breaking Bad, Mad Men. However, the secondary list generally includes The Shield. And it had two incredibly memorable episodes, the pilot and the finale. They could have included either of those, and I'm kind of bummed they didn't. I have, a fe- the- I have a feeling if Bill Simmons had been involved with drafting this or with crafting this list, that would have been included. The Shield was like 15 years ago. So, you know, if you weren't into gritty cop dramas when you were 15 years old and you're a, you know, 32 year old staffer from The Ringer, you probably don't remember it. But the finale wasn't that long ago, and the finale is absolutely groundbreaking. So, that's a real missed opportunity. I was bummed that Marvelous Mrs. Maisel didn't make it on the list. The pilot of that show was one of the most delightful hours of television I've watched in the last few years. How many Netflix shows did they include? Or 
How many streaming services shows did they? I mean, it wasn't there wasn't a Stranger Things episode on there, was yeah, there? Yeah, there was. There was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the one where they find Will's body. Okay. And the Crown was on there, so Netflix made it. Handmaid's Tale made it. Tran- I don't think Transparent made it. I think Handmaid's Tale might be looked at as another recency bias thing because I'm not sure that Handmaid's Tale is going to hold up. I thought so, but I watched it. It is good. Yeah, but do you think you're going to think back on it 18 years from now and include any episode in the 2016 to 2032 yeah. or whatever, you yes. know, block? Yes! Of- okay, <laughs> I don't. You don't have to finish the question. I know where you're going with it. So I was I was bummed Marvelous Mrs. Maisel did not get picked. Um, like That was just an outstanding hour of television. And they honored Amy Sherman Palladino with a Gilmore Girls pick, which I totally agree with. My mom does not like that episode as much as I do. But yeah, bum the pilot of Maisel didn't make it. And the last OG was yeah. snubbed. I, and that that could be because I I got to think the call to, for submissions for this list went out months ago. I also think this project that, this project had to take six months. Oh, at least. So that was before OG even premiered. I think you and I might be leading the charge as far as the last OG. I think... That might be a show that people catch up on in binging because it wasn't nominated for any Emmys this year either. And I would argue that it was probably the best show. It certainly was the best comedy this year. I mean, it was it was a hilarious comedy. It was socially and culturally relevant. It was Tracy's about, big comeback. It was Tracy Tracy Morgan's big comeback after his terrible crash, where he was you know just debilitated for months and. You know, for a show about a guy who committed a nonviolent offense and went to prison for 15 years, it's still funny. It still finds that comedy, but it also doesn't do what I just complained about with Parks and Rec. It doesn't rely on these jokes of like, Tracy doesn't know what an iPhone is. You know, he just has one in episode one and it's not, it's not explained because it's just, we don't need. Of course he does. Well, yeah, we don't need a, we don't need a five minute scene of Tracy Figuring out what apps are. Tracy going to the Cricket Wireless store yeah, and having it, somebody explain to him how to use them. It wasn't, it wasn't like, it didn't rely too much on, oh my God, Brooklyn's so white now. Like, there were a few things, like he works in a very lily white coffee shop, but it, it wasn't about, it was about him and his family. It wasn't about a black guy coming back to Brooklyn and his neighborhood super gentrified. It wasn't about a, a guy who comes out of prison after 15 years and doesn't know you know, what happened to Mariah Carey. It, it was about all those things. However, the jokes didn't rely on those yeah. premises. It, it didn't, it didn't fall back on those. I mean, right. it was, it was all woven into his experience, but it, the experience wasn't this, you know, helpless, you know, deer in the headlights doesn't know how to act in 2018. Did you have any episodes on your list that were just outrageously out of place? I think 69 for Curb Your Enthusiasm, considering where other shows placed, was way too low for that show. Curb Your Enthusiasm in its early years was hilarious. It still is funny. It's not what it was. But to put the Freak Book at 69... Do you think they chose the right episode? Because I do. Because I, I, I actually think Freak Book is the funniest episode of that show. Um, I mean, the, the carpool lane... With Where he the, picks up the hooker, yeah, to, yeah, that's to go what, to the Dodgers yeah. game. That's a really good one. Um, when he meets, what is the name? Lee, like they got the. Oh, um, 
J.B. Smoove's yeah. character? The one where J.B. Smoove's character tells him to like get all up in someone's ass and like leave <laughs> a Snickers bar and spray paint it and then open it up and just leave it open on your way out. That's a great one. I mean, that might be more of a moment than an episode, but I think the express lane was a good one. Um, side note, my parents' church does like a weekly dinner. Okay. And um, they put the menu in like the bulletin every Sunday. And this week's, according to my mom, said like, uh, Palestinian chicken in parentheses Larry David's favorite <laughs> that's a good bit <laughs> my mom's good like church bit I need to know who put this in here it was your mom <laughs> it wasn't my mom she would love to take credit for it but that's a very sexual joke to make in a church bulletin sexual Palestinian chicken was about him having sex with the chicken shack owner no it wasn't it was about uh, a and it an Arab chicken joint who he happened to love just because it was I know, such but great like chicken. part of that episode is that he sleeps with the woman who wow. owns. So that's that's sexual, and it's a HBO, you know, blue comedy. I know, but it was a, a goofy allegory on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, yes, more I than know, sex. But it's still a little more sex than you'd expect your church to be alluding to. Good for the church. <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought. I thought that was too low. I really had more issues. Well, I'll let you get to your two lows because I think I had more issues with shows that were too high. Oh, I, I thought we were talking about shows that were too high now. Sorry. Um, well, too like low in terms of... I went with like a golf score. Like too low meant it was in the 100 to like 50 range. Too high meant it was 50 to 1. I'm even more confused now. Low is bad. High is good. Or no. <laughs> yeah, no. You're fucking this up. So <laughs> too, too low. I consider 69 for Curb to be too low. I would have put it higher on the list toward one. All right. I've got a bunch <laughs> Does that of that make sense now? Yeah, sure. Did I just like TJ Lab in those rules? I think so. <laughs> I thought Glee got a little bit of a raw deal. It was at 83. There, there could have been four. That's or five. not even its best episode either. I don't. I know. Think. That's what I mean. There could have been four or five episodes of because I think Glee is an un. Like, I didn't know you were such a Gleek. I'm not. I just respect. I respect it for what it did. I mean, not only was it. It had white guys rapping. You hate that. Well, yeah, of course I hate that. But it, but it was also like super influential in that it brought musicals into network television. But beyond its influence on TV, like, those Glee albums were, or those, those like, CDs that they created out of, like, Glee songs were, like, the, you know, top performing musical, uh, I don't know. And it also brought back Journey, which is annoying, but, you know, whatever. I think they could have found a Glee episode to sneak into the top 25. I was kind of bummed The Crown was 97. I know you don't watch that, yeah, so you have no know. opinion, but it's a really beautiful show. I thought it could have been a little bit lower. Well, speaking of beautiful shows, I also thought um, the Leftovers International Assassin episode, which is... Isn't that in the top 10? No, it's 45. Oh, that is... That's pretty yeah. low or high? P- pretty. It's pretty low. It should have been higher. Because, I mean, you can say what you will about Leftovers. It's, it's, a, it's a divisive show, I think. And, you know, there are people that would argue that it's 
really, really hard to watch. However, International Assassin was just a fantastic, you know, minute one to minute, you know, 52 or whatever episode of television. And there's really no denying that. So I thought that should have also been the top 25. What about shows that were just egregiously high on the list? True Detective. It was top five. There was an episode of True Detective. You liked True Detective. Before we lived together, you asked for my key so you could go and watch True Detective on Sunday nights. I, wa- I like True Detective Season 1. Isn't that what the one they chose? Yes. However, liking a show... In- Time is a flat circle. <laughs> I haven't watched the show, but I, I know about that line. Yeah. Okay, fine. I liked True Detective Season 1, and the episode that they chose, which was the famous one where it had like that three and a half minute long tracking shot... Wasn't it like a twelve and a half minute long tracking Maybe shot? Maybe it was. Who cares? Fine. It was. That's it- a feat in... In film television making, sure, but it defeats the purpose of of what they what they were uh, attempting to do with this list, and it was to to rank episodes, not fantastic moments. Had they did twelve episodes, they, twelve minutes isn't a moment; that is an episode. No, it's not. Not an hour long drama. Had they done a fifty minute long tracking shot, I would be singing a different song. However, there's no reason an episode of True Detective deserves to be on this list. It's just not good enough. And there are so many other shows that deserve to be. I thought I thought Punked was too high at 31. I had moved that back about 20 spots. Really? There was... Uh, I maybe swapped that with The Leftovers. Yeah, maybe. I, I was actually happy that they included an episode of Jackass on this show because... I wasn't talking about Jackass. No, I know. I'm, I'm just talking about MTV sort of, you know, goofy MTV shows, but I, I, I was just glad they included Jackass. And then 29, It's Always Sunny. Too high for me. Really? I like It's Always Sunny. I, know I don't do. even think Charlie McDennis was the funniest episode. Mm-mm. But yeah, I thought, I thought that was a little high. Did I talk about The Shield yet? It was a total snub. Yeah. Did I mention that? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we, we had to re record this because I didn't plug the microphone in. My bad. Okay, as long as we got me on record saying that the shield was the biggest snub, I'm happy. Okay, back. Were there any uh, inclusions on the list that you were just happy that they recognized that particular show regardless of whatever episode they chose? Great to see The Good Place. Um, I loved seeing Gilmore Girls, and it was pretty high. I mean, I love that show, but 21 is, like, that's like a Juliet love affair show so i think that was just more of a personal preference um i was psyched that they included party down which seems to have been forgotten to the i can't remember if i've seen that episode though well i mean there there weren't that many so if you watch the show i'm sure you've seen the episode but that's i think the problem with the show is a little little bit forgettable yeah i suppose but it, it really had a moment where like that was the critical darling and it did i it? i yeah it did and, and i would imagine it holds up i'm gonna have to watch it again but i was psyched to see that i was psyched to see deadwood of course which is probably in my top three or four favorite shows of all time they picked the right episode for you no but that's okay i was psyched to see barefoot contessa what did you think of the game of thrones episode pick yeah, you had to pick that one. I mean, not Baylor or no. I mean, you have to pick the Red Wedding. I mean, what else for as for a television show about 
or for a television show that's based on these particular books only. So if, if you're going in as a non-book reader, that particular episode had to have blown your mind. Certainly did. Well, I would highly recommend going to besttv.theringer.com to look at this list for yourself. Yeah, and, and I don't want this recording to come off as us just sitting here and bashing this list. This list No, this was, list was excellent. Absolutely. And I want that to be 100% clear. We we enjoyed reading and talking about this list. But every excellent kind of piece of pop culture will open itself up to discussion. Absolutely. So I, that's all we're doing here. Yes. And it's a great kind of reminder that scripted television season is almost back. It's almost back. We're loving reality TV. We will talk about our shows next week. But we're just really happy to... Yeah, do we want to give people a heads up as to what, what's on our plate? We don't have time. We no? don't have time. All right, we don't have time. <laughs> um, so, uh, oh, I guess we'll just do one little little spoiler for the list. Number one show episode was Lost. Yep. I've never watched it. I would have gone with the pilot, but that is a fantastic... I think it's a cop-out to choose pilots and series finales too much. I, that's fine, uh, the, the episode they chose was absolutely great, and you and I will eventually watch Lost together. I'm so I will, busy. I will I'm just, wear I'm you down. So, I'm, I'm, my calendar is just like really full right now. Okay. All right. I'm like a busy woman. Okay. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter at BasicCablePod. Email us if you have any thoughts on the show, things we should watch. What were your thoughts about this list? We love hearing from you guys. Yeah, and if anybody from the ringers listening, we'd love to talk to you guys too. Totally. Yeah. Thanks everyone for tuning in to this uh, mini episode of Basic Cable. We hope you enjoyed it. We love you. Thanks for listening. Basic Cable is hosted and produced by Lucas and Carly. Music provided by bensoundmusic.com royalty free thank you very much ben you can find his music at bensoundmusic.com bye oh my god